This is a very exciting episode of the Like, Share and Subscribe podcast because we are joined by a very special guest, Isabel Lorna. Yeah, come Hello. on. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Like, Share and Subscribe, the podcast where we talk about all the ins and outs of being a creator. I'm your host, Nellis. And I'm your host, Emma. We also talk about everything to do with social media, including how to go viral, all the best tips and tricks for engagement, and all of the best kept secrets that your favorite creators have been using. This is a very exciting episode of the Like, Share and Subscribe podcast because we are joined by a very special guest, Isabel Lorna. Isabel is a social media creator who has skyrocketed to success over the past few years, especially on TikTok. She shares content on fashion, lifestyle, but the most notably her career. She has been so successful on social media that she has recently launched her very own marketing agency, which we will get onto a little bit later, as well as writing her own books and acquiring hundreds of thousands of loyal followers. Isabel, welcome to the Like, Share and Subscribe podcast. Thank you. <laughs> we're so excited to have you here. We have so much that we want to cover with you, so much that we're excited to talk about with you. But just before we do that, we do want to jump into some quick rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's go. Okay, so if you had to pick one outfit, the rest of your life, what would it be? The one I'm wearing. When oh, you're wearing nice, right now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, black blazer. Uh -huh. This is my favorite blazer. It's from Odd Muse. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, like a black skirt and a top, or a black dress underneath, and then change of shoes. Like if I'm out and about, I'll wear trainers. All right. Let's say you can only have one pair. One of shoes. pair of shoes. <gasps> what would it be? Oh. It has to be Tough heels. Man. Heels. Has to okay. be heels. Okay, nice. Interesting. Yeah. Which could be a bad choice because if I'm wearing, I have to wear them if every day. Yeah. yeah. If you're walking. Slow. But you know, no pain, no game. True. Like it, Very like true. It, like it. Okay. <laughs> question two: Which TikTok song is living rent-free in your brain right now? Uh the Lizzo. The Lizzo yeah. dance. Mm -hmm. I about don't know. Damn time. Oh, I was about to say. Yeah. 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 Is there another one? one? Or just, just Lizzo? Just that one. Just Lizzo. Yeah. Okay. And at the moment, Freaky Deaky. I can't get Oh, I head. love Doja Cat. But it's like number 50 in the charts. Oh, okay. is it? It should be number one. Oh, just maybe, it should, maybe it will be soon. Who knows? I'll make a TikTok with it. Yeah, yeah. good idea. <laughs> I don't know why, but don't know any of them too. Yeah, you do know. Free I'm you not going to start singing it though. Yeah. On, no, me. I'm not going to start singing it. Okay, no. Okay. Question three. Go on. Question three. Your go-to snack. <laughs> My go-to snack would be hummus. Oh, oh really? Every day, I yeah. Yeah, I love it. Too. I eat hummus every day. Yeah, true. If it's on its own, yeah. just carrots. Okay. Yeah. Yes. If it's for lunch, wrap hummus carrots. Oh, okay. nice day. and healthy. I'm I need tried to try the wrap that. But I've had carrots. Hummus wrap. Yeah. You've that. had carrots before. I like Mediterranean <laughs> food. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Question four. What are you watching at the minute? What TV show are you binging? <sighs> I'm not really watching anything. Okay. I did start watching the new series of Bling mm. Empire. Oh, awesome. I've not watched that. You like yeah. it? It's okay, but I did just recently finish watching Maid, um, which is M-I-I-D. Yeah. She's a basically, she loses everything and she just builds her way back up. Um, and I just thought it was like really motivating. And it's like a really lovely, like a really lovely story. I'm really watching that, that too, one. but don't tell me what happens. I think I've watched I'm that. It's at the end of really it. Good. I'm trying not to ruin it here, yes, but is that where she becomes a cleaner? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then it goes on from that. Yeah. 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 yeah I've watched it. So I didn't ruin that. Yeah. Please don't ruin it. Yeah. I'm yeah. not. I'm not finished. It's really it yet. good. Cool. Okay. What's um? <laughs> what's the one thing you love doing away from social media? If you had to pick something. Probably traveling. Okay. Um, yeah, I really, really like traveling. 
Uh, one thing I always say to people when they're not sure what they want to do is I'm like, just go and have a gap year, like okay. go travelling, yeah. see loads of new places. Um, and I, I have a really big travel bug. So because I started working when I was 18, mm-hmm. had a bit of a wobble when I hit 20 because I was like, God, like I've got like a corporate job and I feel I basically felt like I was 30. Right. So I actually asked for four months off. I was like, I can't, oh, if I don't have it, I'm going to have to quit. Right. Yeah. So I think I ended up spending like six weeks in Mexico and oh, just like wow. going to random because it was COVID, yeah. I just had to pick random places I could go to. Okay. Um, but now I've done that. I've like flushed out my system. Oh, right. nice. Um, but now this summer I want to do like lots in Europe. I'm going to do a couple of weeks in the south of France. So oh, amazing. I just really like seeing new places. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just different to when I was younger. I was used to like going to hostels and stuff. And now mm-hmm. I like <laughs> staying in really nice hotels yeah. and going to really nice yeah. places. Have you got a favourite place to travel to? That's not um, a question, by the way. I'm just genuinely no, interested. Not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I really, really like Europe. Okay. Um, that's why I want to do more of it this summer. Have you, by any chance, been to Bosnia? No. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling. I was like, is he going to say this or not? You knew I was going to say yeah, that. Yeah, I did, you? yeah. Go on. He's from Bosnia. Um, okay, last question. Which celeb or creator would you love to have dinner with? If I could have dinner with one celebrity, I don't know if you class her as a celebrity, but it would be Karen Brady. So I read her book when I was 16. That's what... Kind of sparked my interest in, in business, um, so probably her, and I just think she's a really impressive woman. Oh, amazing! I'll have to read that book. I'm due to start reading a new book. I actually so have I a signed copy one. from her as well. You do? Yeah. It says "Think for Yourself." Karen <gasps> Brady. Oh, I love that. That's a nice piece of advice. And my mum signed the next page and think of others. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> love that. That's love hilarious. That. Okay, awesome. So. Obviously, you have been so successful on social media at the minute. You've skyrocketed, like I said before. When did you realise that it was actually a creative career that you wanted to do? So when I was 18, I did an apprenticeship in a law firm, but in business. Um, So basically, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was at sixth form. I was either going to go to university and do law, or I wanted to do something to do with business, but I didn't think it was worth going to university to do business, because in my head business is kind of like you can do it or you can't there's mm-hmm. no point in studying it um so this opportunity came up um at a law firm I'd done like an open day at mm-hmm. for a business apprenticeship so I thought brilliant this is you know I will see the legal world okay. and I'll do a bit of business and I can decide what I want to do so I started there thinking I'll probably end up working in project management or something um, my first seat was in marketing and they gave me this was when I was 18 like, I didn't oh, really wow, know yeah. how to do much mm-hmm. They were like, it's National Apprenticeship Week. Um, can you come up with a content plan? Like, can you do some marketing around it? Basically, just said, do something for National Apprenticeship Week. Yeah. So I made an Instagram page for the firm. Um, and I made a video with all the apprentices where I put a GoPro on their head That's and amazing. filmed like a day in the life of an apprentice. Because I was like, how are we going to attract kids to come and do the apprenticeship if they don't know what it's like? Yeah. You can't just say it's in a law firm. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. So I literally made the apprentices wear the GoPros on the head and then edited it all together on my MacBook on like some like so old software I had. <laughs> um, and then that went on to YouTube and on the firm's website. And that's where I think my interest for making content really came from. Okay. Um, quite out there for a law firm to like stick GoPros on kids' heads <laughs> and like... Very different. Yeah. Were they happy to do that? Were they happy? It took a bit of persuasion, yeah. but like yeah. we did it. And even the Instagram page I didn't want to do, which mm-hmm. shows like how backwards the corporate world okay. is with all that kind of stuff. 
So once I'd done the work around National Apprenticeship Week, I started getting involved in a lot of video campaigns around the firm. So I helped with a video. I didn't help, actually. I project managed it. Love it. A video <laughs> about women in business, a video on diversity and inclusion at the firm. Um, I also did a couple of months working in diversity and inclusion, which was really important to me um, and has been really good for me moving forward. Um, so I worked on a couple of video campaigns um, and then I actually s- just had an idea to sort of share what I was doing with the outside world because I felt like there wasn't much exposure on apprenticeships and I wanted to help other people that might be interested in them. So I think I made one day in the life video. Um, I used to work in a beautiful office, so it was very aesthetic. I loved my office outfits. Um, and basically from that video, I just had people asking questions like, how do you do your hair? Like, can we see more of your office outfits? What do you, you know, what's this about in your work? How do I get an apprenticeship? And I basically just gave people what they were asking for and it kind of took off from there. Um, I started my TikTok and my Instagram on the same day. Um, so I was very much doing both. Um, I feel like not many creators are able to do both, but I think because I did it from the very beginning, um, I was able to sort of grow both of them at the same time. What's crazy for me is that is actually hearing all this, how much I relate to this. Um, because back in 2016, 17, I quit my job and it was to take that gap year, as you say, just to like kind of a year off, just because I kind of had enough. I was doing tax recruitment. Um, so it was very different to what I did at uni, etc. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take this year to really focus and do what I want to do. And in that time, I started up my own YouTube channel. In the first two, three months, I didn't do, well, it didn't do that well. I went around Leicester Square interviewing people, <laughs> um, doing that kind of like content. And then one day I did, a, um, I did like a football video with a few friends and it got like triple the views that I normally get. And from there, I just kept on going, kept on going. And for that year, I got to like 100,000 subscribers. And then from there, I was doing it full time for the next mm-hmm. like two and a half to three years. So, yeah, it's just crazy to hear like you know, how similar the story yeah. is. But when did you feel like it was the moment for you to you know, pursue your passion of creating content, social media and moving away from what you're doing, essentially? So I actually did full time influencing my job and I was also studying for a degree wow. all at the same time okay. oh, wow. uh, which was a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it basically got to a point where one of my uni assignments was due in mm-hmm. I just had um, my first client contact me asking me if I would run their socials and I basically had to lay it on the table and I thought I either do the uni assignment when I'm only six months into my degree or I take the client on I don't have time to do anything else um, and I purposely told myself I wasn't going to do that uni assignment and I was going to hand my notice in. Okay. And I didn't do the uni assignment because I knew it was, I was basically, my plan was always t- to launch the agency mm-hmm. but after I had the degree. Right, okay. Well, okay. So Makes when sense. I had someone come forward to me and say, I want you to run my socials, I didn't have a degree, they just knew me from socials. I was thinking, why am I trying to get a degree to launch a business that I'm already running? And I've yeah. got two and a half years to go. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as valuable as that degree was and as much as I was enjoying it, I literally had to think, do I want my first client and potentially to launch my business in a few months? I launched it a few weeks later, but in my head I was like, I'll do a few more months. Or do I want to do my uni assignment? And I literally had to pick that day, which one am I going to do? And I just thought, I'm not going to do the uni assignment. And then I have, to, then I almost had to hold myself accountable because I'd, you know, it was going to take me a couple of weeks to do it, so... If I hadn't started it by that point, it was just, it was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took on my first client, didn't do the uni assignment, went away on annual leave for two weeks and had a bit of a br- breather. Mm-hmm. 
and then I got back and handed my notice in. Oh wow! And oh my god! And think, that was it. And I feel like you've and you've never looked back, kind of thing. I haven't. No, <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I, ha- I haven't. No. I was actually going to ask what actions, what steps did you take? But I think you summarized it perfectly. Yeah, there, perfectly. What you, done, yeah. Yeah. you did just speak about launching your own agency as well. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? And also, is there any advice for? I feel like there's quite a few creators out there that have been dying to do what you're doing and I'm maybe a bit hesitant is there any advice that you could give to people who are feeling like that yeah so my agency is called voir social and my niche is sort of video focused social media marketing um obviously I've grown a massive following on TikTok I've had about 22 viral videos mm-hmm. one of my videos has 8 million views wow I think a couple <laughs> have about 5 million most of them have between like two and three mm-hmm. so I know I'm good at making video content and I know I'm good at making videos go viral so yeah. I wanted the agency to be that mm-hmm. I didn't just want to have another social media marketing agency I wanted my focus to be on TikTok also as well because no one knows how to do TikTok yeah um a lot of people are good at Instagram TikTok's totally different mm-hmm. You can take the same content, but it needs to be put together in different ways for Instagram and TikTok. And that's why I know I'm good at. Yeah. So that's kind of what my agency is about. Um, my advice for other people wanting to sort of go for it. I, like I said, worked my full time job, did full time influencing my degree and started the business all at the same time. So uh, for about three weeks of my life, I think I was working like 20 hours a day. Wow. I would go to yeah. bed at 2 a.m., wake up at six mm-hmm. and I think if you can do that you and you can work that hard for a period of time you know you can work hard enough to run a business mm-hmm. so I think it's almost about trusting yourself um with like the financial aspect my goal was to be sort of have a plan of three times more than my income from my job before I left mm-hmm. um which I did jump a little bit um early um but obviously I have an income from my influencing and from my agency mm-hmm. so it was kind of both of those on top um one good piece of advice with people if you're doing this is what another business owner said to me is hand your notice in once you have your contract signed from your clients for three months because then you know you've got a certain amount of money for three months did I listen to her no um but it was a good piece of advice um yeah but I would mainly just say um for me as well someone once said to me if you if you want to you know own a successful business you really need to be able to take the risk to lose all of it and know that you you yourself hold the skill and the knowledge to build it back up in another way or try something else and it's just about really trusting yourself and like the skills you have and if you don't trust yourself maybe just fall back on that financial aspect of working pretty hard for a couple of months working four jobs however many jobs you want to have until you get to a point where you actually don't need the other job mm-hmm. and you just mentioned there um, in your answer about the monetization side of things uh, it's something that we actually here at Joneflow champion and, and push a lot on our mm-hmm. creators as well. Um, so let's say, for example, on TikTok, that you've got the creator fund. Um, what do you need to do to, first of all, you know, just get onto the creator fund on TikTok? So I think to be on the creator fund, you need 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. you need I've never, ever been on the creator fund. Um, when it first launched, I heard a lot about people's views dropping. Yep. Um, so I kind of held back a bit and after time I realized you know if you're being paid per view mm. TikTok are going to make you work harder to get the view so yeah. I sort of weighed up in my head you know do I want a video with 8 million views and make no cash from TikTok but perhaps attract five brand collaborations which could end up being long term or do I want a TikTok with like 500k and maybe get a fiver and not have that exposure so for me the exposure was always more important than the money from the creator fund etc and I think getting that reach that allows you to 
attract um, businesses that want to work with you is a much higher in value than the creator fund. Um, so yeah, for me, it was like, do I want 8 million views or do I want 500 views and 40 quid a month? Mm. So it's just, it's not worth it for me. No, absolutely. And would you say that, let's say, if you are on TikTok and you've grown it well, is it worth then switching over to create a fund? Will it impact? You know, you mentioned, you know, there was a rumors or I don't know, is it a fact mm-hmm. that if you are on it, it could affect your yeah. views? Is that still a thing? I don't I don't know if it's a fact. I think right, okay. it's always the same with TikTok. Like everything's yeah. a guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, the algorithm's a guess. Videos that do well are a guess. Mm-hmm. You know, what I say to most of my clients is we could make a video that is amazing and it's so engaging. It's got the right call to action. It's going to make people follow us. And it will get 100 views, but we'll post something that took two minutes and has really no hope of going viral and it'll get a million views. You just don't know. You just have to keep pushing out the content and you just have to make content that performs well over and over again. And just you just have to keep going. And then one day you'll wake up and you have a million views. (laughs) That's what I say to everyone. One day we will wake up and we'll have a viral video, but you can't look at the numbers and have it set you back. If you have a video with 10 views and you've got five likes... That's good yeah. because half the people that have watched it have liked it and mm-hmm. have to like it and they've probably taken an interest in your business, which is a lot more valuable than a thousand views and ten likes because people are actually liking it. Yeah, definitely. I won't, I won't go into TikTok strategy because we'll be all day. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's actually funny you, you say it. that. It's actually funny you say that because I love TikTok. Like, it's absolutely my favourite platform out mm-hmm. there. I personally love it because I think... To me, the creators I follow, the videos I see on there, like they're just super authentic. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I do kind of love the aspect of how it is like so much more raw and natural than Has the other social raw. media platforms yeah. out there, which is obviously like Instagram, everything's like super polished, for example. But everything is like, like I just said, like raw and natural. Yeah. And, and that really is the big difference between Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. Instagram's polished, TikTok's raw. So mm-hmm. for example, on Instagram Reels, for one of my clients, I might do like slow-mo and you know, like have like a really cool sound. Mm. When I'm making the same video on TikTok, no edits, pure video, music done. And that will probably end up doing better, better. than the anyway. So what would you say is your favourite platform to create for? I do obviously love TikTok. Yeah. But I'd probably have to say Instagram okay. purely because of the photo element as well. I love taking pictures. Um, I love taking like a really clean shot. I like making carousel posts. I know they don't perform, nothing performs as well on Instagram. Mm. Um, but for me, because it has that photo element as long as, as well as video, mm-hmm. um, I just like doing both. So you can do the reels and you can do the photos. Yeah. And it's all nice and polished. Yeah, that's true. Which deep down, I do <laughs> yeah. really like everything being really polished. Yeah. Um, I just know on TikTok, polish doesn't do well. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, yeah. So you've also created your own ebooks. You've uh, it's all about thriving in the corporate world. What made you write them ebooks? So when I first started my accounts, they were all about getting more, basically, more young women interested in having a career, and especially kids interested in doing an apprenticeship, just like I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started working with Not Going to Uni, which is they're actually one of my clients now. They're one of the biggest like education platforms in the UK. So it's basically a search engine for apprenticeships. Um, I started working with them, got loads and loads of questions. How can I get an apprenticeship? Where do you find it? You you name it, I'd be asked it. Um, Especially with kids, like they love being spoon-fed information. They don't want to find out themselves. So as my platform started growing, I was getting like 100 DMs a day. I was like, I can't reply to everyone. And I wanted to help everyone because that was the point of my page. So I thought, right, well, if everyone wants the same questions answered, I may as well just write them all in one place. Um, so I think 
I just spent a couple of weeks, you know, like picking out all the questions people want an answer to. I literally wrote a step-by-step guide. How, what is an apprenticeship? What are the levels? How do you get one? How do you do well in an interview? How do you put your CV together? Literally everything you could possibly need to know in order to get an apprenticeship. Um, and at that point, I had applied for two apprenticeships and got both of them. So mm. I also did feel like I knew what I was talking about. So I knew that the knowledge was valuable. So that was my first ebook. I think I've sold nearly a thousand copies of wow. that now, wow. um, mm. which is really cool. And yeah. I don't really push it marketing wise because, you know, it's not really there for me to make cash. It's there, it's purely there so I can help people. It's priced really low. I just want it to be there so that kids have something that can actually help them because schools don't push apprenticeships. Mm. They want everyone to go to uni, so the stats are better. So I really wanted there to just be one place that kids could get all the information they needed to do an apprenticeship so they can end up doing something like I have. Um, and I say all the time, like, I would not be in the position I am now if I hadn't done my apprenticeship. If I'd have gone to university, I definitely wouldn't be sitting here. I would mm-hmm. have been probably, like, drinking with, like, all the <laughs> other uni students on, like, a Monday <laughs> afternoon, like, not doing my uni lectures and, like, messing around, yeah. um, being really realistic. And my second ebook is called Corporate 18, and I wrote that ebook because I really wanted to shed a little bit of light on what it's actually like to work from the age of 18 um so it's an ebook but I call it like the tea book um because <laughs> it's all about what it's actually like the fact that it is actually hard work and although my social media makes it look very glamorous um it has been a, it was a really tough couple of years like I worked very hard basically was doing three lives at once um so that was to kind of bring like a more realistic element into it not all of it's bad like it's about how good it is as well and like where it's gotten to me to the point I am now um, and then I obviously will be writing a third ebook, which will be something at 21. Oh, very exciting. Um, so I just, I know I like writing. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm a particularly good writer, um, but I do really like writing. Um, so I guess it's just like a little passion project for me. Do you know when that'll be launching or are you just like kind of thinking about it know. at the minute? Normally I decide I'm going to do it and then do it in a couple of days. Like oh, wow. Days. My, wow. My, oh, my, my God. My God. <laughs> I was going to ask, is it going to be yeah. this year? But I guess so. This yeah. week. But for example, like my corporate 18 book, mm-hmm. it was National Apprenticeship Week coming up. That was in February. And I was like, oh, I want to do something else. And it was like a week before. And I was like, I think I should do another ebook. So I was like, right, got my sister to do the cover, <laughs> wrote, the, wrote the book, formatted it like literally two hours before it launched, wow. and then launched it on, I think, on the Friday of National Apprenticeship Week. Oh it's like incredible. a roundup. That's amazing. Okay, yeah. so I feel like we're week. expecting the third ebook around like Thursday afternoon at this Yeah, show. so like, I'll go oh, home quickly. tonight and yeah, I'll just start it. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, they're not like, it's not like poetic, like mm. writing. It's just me speaking of my experience yeah. and me giving my knowledge. And yeah, yeah the, e- the, um, the apprenticeship guide has done really well. So, mm-hmm. so obviously you have recently posted a video about the launch of your own agency. It really seems like you've hit the ground running in terms of acquiring clients and getting content already out for those clients. What have you got planned for the agency? What is like a goal for it? So at the moment, I'm just basically trying to find my feet. I'm yep. about a month in and I've got, I think, six clients. Okay. Um, so I'm almost full to capacity of what I can do. Um, at the moment I'm just focusing on learning what works for those clients learning how to run the business because you know although I've been doing influencing work and had ebooks like this is a proper business I want to make sure I really learn how to run it properly Um, I am going to be taking someone on shortly and then obviously hopefully more people and my like the only big goal I have at the moment is to hire an apprentice Mm. 
um, which I think will be really cool because I was an apprentice once and the whole reason I have the agency is basically because I chose to do an apprenticeship. So I want to give someone else that sort of opportunity. I want it to be, you know, like a proper Gen Z agency. Yeah. I want loads of young people in. I don't care if you've got a degree. I don't care what school you went to. All I care about is that, you know, you're passionate about creating content you can work hard and you're willing to you're willing to learn because that's basically how I went into working when I was 18 so I kind of just want to create like a little team of lots of me (laughs) (laughs) and it'll be like a power like content agency um yeah at the moment I'm just like specializing in my niche and there's so many areas to a marketing agency you can hone in on Mm -hmm. at the moment I'm just figuring out which ones I enjoy the most which ones I'm good at which ones I need to hire people to take on to do themselves because I'm not good at them. Um, and just, yeah, it's, it's a month in, so I'm just, like, seeing how it's going. And the, the response to launching was literally incredible. Like, the Instagram account for Voir is the only marketing I've done, um, and that has nearly 5,000 followers. Um, all my clients have come from Isabel Lorna, which really makes me feel it's important to for my personal brand to be interlinked mm-hmm. with my business because that's what the business is running off is me people want the content that I make people want the way I work so that's my main my main sort of goal is to just basically put me into a business and then expand it Amazing. that's really interesting to hear because for example who would you say were your top three creators you looked at when you were first starting out that you follow that you mm-hmm. you know passionately wanted to like maybe you know replicate look at their content mm-hmm. who would you say the top three were so i really liked mrs rodule which is maria hassis stefanis okay. her, her account <laughs> um so she probably inspired me mm-hmm. with like the career business side i thought she was i mean i do think she is so cool like she posts about all of her fashion mm-hmm. then she has her business and i know she quit her job no she got fired from yeah. her job yeah. before she started her business um so she was like a massive inspiration to me that side it was just that I thought there wasn't really anyone younger doing it that was sort of starting out in their career Mm -hmm. um fashion wise Lorna Lux is my favorite blogger um I just love her as a person I love her style um I love how she just goes onto her stories and chats um so she's probably like my fashion inspiration side I say they my, my two favorite creators when I started I can't actually think of a third mm-hmm. I, I love all the creators I love all the fashion creators but I'd say they had sort of the most impact on me okay I have a question then just off the back of that do you want to collaborate is there is like one creator that you would love to collaborate with is it one of those two or I don't know okay. I can't I think because my page is so unique to everyone mm-hmm. else's it's hard for me to find people that are similar it'll be good to collaborate with I mean my manager for my social media is called Emma Mm -hmm. and she has her own marketing agency um and I we sort of bonded because we were quite similar like Mm -hmm. we were both women that wanted to be she's in business I wanted to be a woman in business she was really into her fashion so I say she's probably the most similar account to me Mm -hmm. um but I want to see more like I want to see more girls posting about their careers I want to see more girls posting their office outfits Mm -hmm. I can't wear office outfits anymore so someone needs to (laughs) come in and do that for me um (laughs) until I have an office one day um yeah probably those oh amazing so what advice would you give creators out there that want to start creating content your top tip my top tip would be just find something that's unique Um, For example, I believe the reason my socials grew so quickly is because there wasn't really anyone else posting about what I was, like their office outfits, their fashion, their career, the fact they did an apprenticeship. 
Um, so I would say that. I would also say, for example, we all know Francis, the train spotter. He's my favourite guy she ever. I'm obsessed. <laughs> the reason he went so viral is because yeah. there was no one else posting 100%. TikToks about train spotting. Yeah. And if there was, they weren't doing it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about being unique, creating good content. But I would say the main one is unique. Show people something they don't normally see. Yeah. Um, and just work really hard at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that is the best way, the best piece of advice was to finish this episode as well. It's been so amazing you having on the Like, Share and Subscribe podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much for watching. And for those of you who've been listening, don't forget to like, share and subscribe. See you next time. See ya. <laughs>